What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? With your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with some friends of mine that I met on Clubhouse. And I don't know how I didn't meet them before because they're phenomenal people. And I tend to hang around with phenomenal people because a mission, when you're on a mission and you're aligned with your mission, you attract the right people. And I want to encourage you to do that. If you don't have a mission or purpose, some people call it your why, I want to encourage you today to figure out what your mission is. Once you start aligning your mission with everything that you think, say, and do, everything changes for you. And I want to encourage you today to do that. So let me introduce the sisters that I have on the show today. Melissa and Stephanie Kirkachi. They are the hosts of the Millennial Women Talk podcast, the number one show focusing on helping women of their generation elevate their lives, mind, body, and soul. The Kirkachi sisters have over 15 years of experience in the entertainment industry. They are also the creators of the Build and Launch Your Podcast course in five weeks, focusing on helping future podcasters launch their very own show and share their message with the world. Ladies, welcome to the What Do You Made Up podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having us. What a great you know, introduction. And you know, we're so grateful because you're, you're such a blessing to us. And yes. you know, well, although we you. connected on Clubhouse, I agree. I'm like, why didn't we meet him before? Because you're just an amazing human. So thank you for having us on your show. It's, it's a but true we honor. We always meet everyone at the right place at the yes. right time, right? <laughs> and like, I, I, I've yeah. heard you on Clubhouse and you're just always like, gems, gems, gems. And then we connected and it always happens at the yeah. right moment. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. You got to be doing the right things and living by your mission or whatever you're designed to do. And as long as you're doing that, man, it is it's timing's perfect. The people that the right people come into your life, it's just phenomenal. And you know what, man, I had gone through a phase of my life where I wasn't living through a mission. And I would say I was still intentional about trying to be successful, but I was kind of drifting. And I would always deal with the people that were just not the right kind of people, like just not... You know, and I come home stressed out and just not in a good place. And uh, so it's important, but I agree 100%. So let me not get off track though, because I start every show with the same question. And I want to ask you ladies, and you guys can answer it separate or however you want. But the question I always ask is, what are you made of? Oh, do you want to go first? (laughs) Um, What am I made of? I'm made of a lot of faith, a lot, a lot of faith. I'm made of a lot of emotional intelligence, which I work very hard on. Um, I'm made of a lot of passion. Oh, am I just like <laughs> a lot of my traits and characteristics? But yeah, I would definitely say faith, self-discipline too, emotional intelligence, and a lot of love. Yeah. I mean, I would say for me, faith is number one. We're, yeah. Without God, there is no way we can do anything in life. So faith first. I would say, you know, just a non-quitter. And, and she would attest as I am. It's very hard to get me to quit something. Just very uh, resilient and determination. That's sort of what I'm made of. I know which one is which, Melissa and Stephanie. Well, it might not be that way on the, the screen when I'm pointing, but in the reddish yep, yep. is Melissa and in the sweater is Stephanie. But I just want to make sure everybody knows yeah. that because uh, if they're watching, they may not know that. So look, I want to, first of all, God, definitely, I don't ever apologize for my beliefs. I know that I was put on this earth. All of us were 
like from an uh, all-powerful, omnipotent creator. And you know, one of the things for me when I wake up in the morning is I feel like it's a slap in my creator's face not to go after it and go after everything that I've been given and my potential. And I could tell that's what you guys do. And I was going to ask a question, where you guys get this confidence from to be able to be in entertainment, to be podcasting, to coach people and to work with people and have all these businesses as well. But I know from what the answer is, and you guys can elaborate further, but it comes from you guys feeling the same way about, about your creator. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, for us, we're very purpose driven women. We come from parents who are entrepreneurs. We've seen our parents build, you know, from the ground up businesses, see them fail, declare bankruptcy, and then come back to life and build a successful construction business in which we're very blessed to be a part of as well. And, you know, for us, you know, faith was such in the center of our family. It was in the center of my parents and, and in how we were raised. And so for us, you know, it's all about purpose, all about what is that intention when we're going to do something, when we're going to invest time and energy. You know, why are we doing this? Right. This is not just about a financial gain, although that's always nice, but it's not the most fulfilling thing in the world. And, and I'm sure you can relate to that. And for us, it's about changing lives within our content that we create, whether, you know, that's within our podcast or the work that we do as entertainers or our course to teach people how to, you know, use their voice and share their purpose, mission, and vision or building amazing projects in South Florida. Like it's just so many things that when we look back, we're like, okay, yes, this is a part of a part of our purpose and mission. But and I also think, you know, when I have felt my most powerful just in my self-confidence is really when I was able to surrender to the creator. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think like when you have a passion, when you have drive and you're motivated and you you're going after what it is that you want to go after. And it that's great. But we tend to feel like this false sense of full on control, right? Right. <laughs> and then life happens and like this didn't go this way or that person screwed you or whatever it is, right? And you start to realize that as much as we think we're in full, full, full on control, there's always that percentage that we're not, right? Mm -hmm. But when you rely everything, not on your own shoulders, but more so like, I'm going to go all like Melly and I have this thing that we all we tell each other. It's like, do everything you can in the natural and leave the super to God, to the creator, right? Like everything in life that you want that's supernatural, right? Because we all want like to live our best lives. We want mm -hmm. the things that we, the, the fruits of our labor, right? And a lot of that can be supernatural, right? Like there's things that go through that you didn't expect that to go through. Or like, you know, my favorite is when you hear these speeches of people that have reached immense amount of success. And they always say this thing. It's like, I never could have imagined this, right? <laughs> yeah. You always kind of hear that in all these like speeches and talks. It's like, and they're like, but how did you do it? They're like, you know, I really don't know. Things just <laughs> happened and clicked and all these supernatural things. And so I feel that that's really where true confidence comes. It's like, do everything you can in the natural, but then have that ability to surrender and stay open to the super and having that confidence that no matter what, like God's got you, the creator's got you, like whatever situation you're in, it's all a part of the plan. And that's really at least for me, where I've been yeah. able to actually tap into real confidence, right? Because you already know some people can be confident, you know, confident mm -hmm. and, yeah. go out and, it, and it kind of overlies a little bit with egotistical, you know, traits or, or too much pride. But that real confidence for me, what I'm learning is, is there's confidence in that state of peace and the mm -hmm. state of calmness that no matter what is happening, you know, in this moment or what didn't happen or what's about to happen, 
there's that strength and peace because you know yeah. that everything is already happening to your favor, even though if it looks like it or not. But yeah. there's that's where I feel like true confidence stems from. And it's something that we live by, you know, do the best in the natural and let the super to the creator. Do you guys ever fight over who talks more? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we used to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because Melanie's a chatter, chatter, chatter. Yeah. And I used to be like, when we were doing the, the podcast, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my gosh. In the beginning, <laughs> I was like, Melissa, I'm not going to do this podcast with you anymore. She's like, but why? And I'm like, because I feel like I'm sitting here and you don't even like recognize yeah. there's a human next to you. <laughs> so in the beginning, beginning, we had that. But you know what? I also think that our relationship is grown immensely yeah. and we're like each other's best, best friends and we know each other so well. And I also feel like we know each other's strengths and like, what weaknesses for sure yeah so like i know what she's really really great at talking about and she knows vice versa and so that's kind of how it's been right can i share something who your mic gets really funny uh, hold, hold on i don't know I, I don't know ask stephanie if you can share <laughs> oh yeah can i share can i share? oh my god i'm just messing with you stuff no. i'm just messing no. with you so on on clubhouse when we do rooms together so when steph doesn't know what she's gonna say she literally just mutes and then i have to wing it i'm the winger so i'm very good at she's picking so it up <laughs> and so she'll be talking i'm like okay she's gonna dive in all of a sudden i just see mute yeah and i'm, I'm like, like that's such a great question amy <laughs> <laughs> and then i let Maddie take it it's so fun. that's my it. strength well, we're partners in crime. <laughs> i love it well let, hey let's go deeper on this this god thing because I want to give you a different perspective because I've been thinking a lot about this. I've been studying a lot. I read the Bible. I've been studying a lot about my personal development myself. But you know what? I got to think about this because like in the Bible, it talks about that we're supposed to be as Christ-like as possible. We'll never reach that point, but we need to be as Christ-like as possible. And he's given us the power to be the source and like given us responsibility to be in that control. So God works through us, right? And so a lot of people and I'm not picking apart what you said because I agree with it, but a lot of people start to give up responsibility to God mm-hmm. and just say, hey, God take God will take care of it. And then they don't act and they don't do what they're supposed to do and they don't right. follow through on things. And so one of the things I talk about a lot is taking 100% responsibility. And to the point yeah. of the fact that we can work supernatural and be the source from mm-hmm. God, right? And so when I realized, I started realizing this, and I agree with you, like you said, is do as everything you can and then leave the rest up to God. I agree with that. But like 100% responsibility gives you 100% control to what you can control. Does that make sense? Yep. So, yep. and what I've found is once I realized that when I've used to get into like situations where things didn't go my way and I would be in like a despair feeling, I think we've all felt that like, oh yeah. man, hopelessness. When you start to realize, wait a minute, I don't need to be hopeless and despair. Like, God gave me power to be in control of all the things that I can be in control of, whatever my potential is. I don't even know what my potential is. So it gets rid of that feeling. Have you experienced that before? Oh oh my gosh. I would say so many times, you know, it's interesting as you're speaking about this, these thoughts come to my mind, two things. Number one is be obedient to the calling, right? So I feel like everybody gets a call placed on their life. And I also believe that that changes, right? So I'll give you an example, like, for example, our parents, as I mentioned, they're contractors. They have a really big construction company in South Florida. And their dream and their goal was for their children to take over the company, right? But Steph and I were entertainers because we were little kids. My dream was to be an actress. I knew I was going to move to Los Angeles. And I did all that. I was on a TV show. I've done so many things in my career. But I realized that I wasn't 100% fulfilled. It took me 10 years to book my first TV show. And as I sat there in the trailer 
you know, on one of the biggest TV shows for Nickelodeon, I wasn't happy. And so I realized that I wasn't tapping into my actual gifts. I wasn't tapping into the opportunities that I have control over, which is to be a part of this construction company, to be an asset to my family, to be an asset in my entertainment career, to understand, okay, is it acting I don't love? Is it, what is it? And I realized I wasn't tapping into my business talents that I had naturally. Was it tapping into my creativity, into my professionalism or you know, my tech savvy? I know how to do everything super well with the computers and doing all these things. And so I just had to see how does this fit into my world without me being this person that does a hundred million things, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I realized it's about business. At the end of the day, I fell in love with business. When I got into entertainment, I always told my agent, I want to write, I want to create, I want to produce. It wasn't just like, I just want to go on a thousand auditions and just book a job. Like I realized quickly that wasn't who I was. And so you, I think for people, they have to realize their strengths and their weaknesses. You have to realize the gifts that they have and then find the outlets to express yourself right into that. Do not ignore it because when you resist, right? Like I mean, Steph say this all the time. Don't be in love with the illusion of things. You cannot do that because the second that you're in love with some sort of picture of what this industry or job or something is going to look like, you're resisting the call on your heart. Therefore, you're never going to quote unquote, make it. You will never be successful because you're not going in the right direction. It's almost like you're hitting a dead end or you're on a treadmill and you're not going anywhere. And then people realize like, you know, my life has no meaning. My life has no purpose, but it's like, are you truly listening? Are you truly the things that, and the way to listen is what are things that get you excited? What are things that make you happy that when you do something, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do that again. Right. It's like paying attention. You cannot ignore those gifts and those talents because they were given to you and only you can execute them. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to chime in on that one. Yeah. I just, you know, I've definitely had those moments of just feeling like hopeless. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel so, and that's a really, really tough feeling. And I have so much empathy for people that are in that space. And maybe someone watching this right now is in that space because when you feel like you're hopeless and that there are no options out there for you, it's like, you're just stuck in this, this one road. Right. And there's like, you can't see anything else. You don't see other options and stuff like that. But the truth is that we always do. And I think you were making a really, really good point with that. Like you do have to take responsibility, although it can hurt, but you have to take responsibility for where you're at right now in the sense that acknowledge it. Okay. I feel hopeless, right? I feel like there's no options, but at the same time, there always is an option. Mm -hmm. There always Mm -hmm. is. And it's like, it's just a matter of like a change of perspective. Like you always have these two choices, right? It's always like the battle between the pessimist and the optimist and which one's going to win. Right. But there's always that there you always have that choice. Yeah. And anything, it's like what Wayne Dyer says, Dr. Wayne Dyer, it's like, if you change the way you look at something, the thing you look at changes, yeah. right? You can look, it's like the half, the glass half full, half glass, uh, glass half empty. We always have that option. So when you feel like there's no options, there always is. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of really realizing that that's facts. And that actually should give you hope now, because now it's like, let me dissect my perspective. What can I change about this perspective that's actually more beneficial, right? Because I also have like a practical, logical side to myself that I'm like, okay, this is the thought. And remember that our our emotions follow our thoughts. So if I'm sad, if I'm mad, if I'm anxious, what am I thinking about? Where's my mind focusing on? What's that narrative? And sometimes it's really like really writing down that narrative, right. like, uh, I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life or whatever it is. Right. Because that's my reality. 
And then going into that narrative and seeing like, okay, if I continue saying this, what's, what's the logical, practical thing? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything to get myself out of the situation. It's not beneficial to think like that. Like really talk to yourself. And that's what I, yeah. what I do when I'm really, not really stuck in, in a mind rut. And I'm just like, okay, this thought I'm feeling like this, this is the thought. If I continue with this narrative, what's the outcome? Yep. Right. Yep. And then you're like, holy crap. <laughs> like that, that's going to go deep and deep and deep down. But if, where is that little loophole that I could change the perspective that I could change that narrative? Right. It's like, maybe I'm poor right now, but right. It's like, trying to figure out how to change that thought into more optimistic, changing that perspective. I'd love to know your thoughts about that because that's personally what I've been doing, but it's really all a matter of perspective, right? I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, I write my goals down every day. So you can see the scribble there. And then there's pages and pages of pages and pages and pages, right? That's great. So Grant taught me this. Uh, Grant Cardone's a mentor of mine and business partner now. But I wrote my goals down because when I write them down, it makes me focus on them. And all the other stuff that I was focusing on goes away. And what you focus on grows. And yeah. so like, Absolutely. that's what I do. And then when I start feeling weird, I'll write them down again. Like if I just don't feel right, I write them down again and again, again. And yeah. every morning I wake up, ladies, first of all, I know that I have eyes on me with my kids, my wife and my employees. And then the following that I have, I know I have eyes on me. People are watching me to see how I react to things. If, I, if I'm right. going to do what I say I'm going to do. But the other thing is my favorite word. And you know, I think that you guys just said that Melissa was uh, this word, which is inexorable. Inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. So I say that to myself every morning. I remind myself that I'm inexorable. I don't let myself ever get past the point where I start feeling like, uh, man, I don't really feel like doing that today. Immediately, inexorable mm-hmm. comes into my head. And that word's different. Yep. It's like I can hear unstoppable and it goes in one ear and out the other because we've all heard that over and over again. It's like a lullaby right. effect. I want to hear something yep. different. And that word grabs me and I'm like, oh, I got to get my butt moving. I got to go. I got to go. So I love that. Yeah, that's my thought Ooh. on it. You know, I'm You're, taking that. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's like I had this experience not too long ago because I started horseback riding as a hobby, and it's like it was like one of those things that I've always wanted to do in my life, and when I finally got there, was very scared, and it was like very weird because it's like why do you have resistance towards something you actually want? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that you didn't care about or you didn't want, then I understand where that resistance kicks in. Yeah. But where it really was a kicker for me was like when we see resistance in our lives towards something we actually want. Like that's kind of weird, right? And so I really spent time like investigating that. And you know, it's interesting because it's exactly what you're saying. When you have a word or a phrase for yourself of who you desire to be and you repeat it when yep. you when you have that little thought that's like, so for me it's like when I'm on the horse and, and we're we're about to canter or something. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fall. Like all these crazy thoughts come in yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm emotionally and mentally strong, like a rock. Right. And it's just that phrase for me. And so I love that you have a word and I've been implementing this phrase from, for myself. And it's like, when you repeat things to yourself, like you, you eventually believe it. Right. I always feel like it's like when we were little and they taught us that the sky is blue, we're like, oh, the sky's blue, the sky's blue, but it could have been yellow, red, green. Yeah. 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 But because people tell us, it's like, the sky's blue, the sky's blue. It's like, what are you telling yourself? 
And even when another thought wants to tell you something different, what's that word or what's that phrase that you're going to combat that? Like, what's your, yeah. your sword and your shield, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. for me, it's like, because I think that sometimes we think that, that we're never going to have these thoughts. Like, that's it. We made a change today. We are, you know, the, <laughs> I best, wish. <laughs> the best version of ourselves. We're, yeah. we're living the dream. We're living, we're thriving. And then what happens to a lot of people is that naturally these thoughts come in or these anxieties come in, right? Naturally fear. It's always going to yeah. be there. It's part of our nature. And then we, it makes us feel like, oh, we're not that good. We're not right. our best version. We're not. No, it's accepting that. And, and that's where I'm at now. It's accepting that the humanness of us is always going to have that. Mm -hmm. But what's your sword and shield? Like when that thought comes in, no, don't attach yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we are not our thoughts. We're the thoughts that we believe. So which thought are you going to believe? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's kind of my, my sense, but I had to point that out because that's so important. Well, let's get, since you were bringing this stuff out, let's get vulnerable for a second. I want to know, like when you're by yourself, each of you. When you're by yourself, what is the thought that keeps reoccurring the most for you? Or what do you think about? Or what is your biggest fear? And by the way, Go by the way, on. this is a safe space. So you can share whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. You know, for me, it was always the fear of not succeeding or of getting to a place of success and then losing that. And what would that look like? Or fear of major success? Can I handle that? You know, because like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a quitter. I never, I never have thoughts of like, well, maybe I should stop doing this or maybe I should quit. Right. It's like, for me, those words are, you don't quit. You don't quit. Cause my mom or our mom, I should say, when we were little, she used to say, when you start something, you finish it, you don't quit. Like for example, ballet or piano, although I hated piano, (laughs) she was like, you wanted to do it. You started it. You got to finish. There was like a whole like graduation thing process. So like I had to finish it, you know? And so for me, that's sort of like a a seed that was planted in me as a child. And I carry it through my adulthood. But with that said, you know, I'm always in constant fear, fear of major failure, fear of major success, which is crazy because you're talking about polar opposites. Right. And sometimes it would hold me back. But for me, I like what I said, I, I focus on the not quitting part and I just keep on going. And even though I have a fear of doubt of myself or my future or whatever that is. I just keep going. It's that simple, right? If I overthink things, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you can go down a rabbit hole and that's so unhealthy for you because you yeah. will start to really feel a lot of anxieties and and just like it's, it's it's not a fun place to be. So for me, that those are my when I'm by myself and I think about it, like at the end of the day, and I sit there and I'm like, Oof. I was like, what if this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen? Or, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen it within my own parents, right? I've seen them struggle, fail, because I'm the oldest of the three. So it's me, Steph, and we have a little brother, Christian. And so I was the one that really saw a lot. And as the oldest too, and feeling like you're the second mom in a lot of ways, or I, I at least I used to think that because I take a lot of responsibility for things, you know, there's a lot of fear. And I say, wow, if I was in that position now, how would I react? So, you know, I just ride the wave of life. I try not to overthink it. And I just put one foot in front of the other, to be honest. Love it. Love oh. it. Thanks for sharing. Steph. Of course fears um you know it, or, I, I or hold on hold on it doesn't have to be fears yeah. it's just like what goes through your mind most of the time when you're by yourself yeah and it's definitely two different things one personal and then one more so in business like for me the narrative that i have created right because we create these narratives based off of data that we start receiving and so from a young age like especially in in my career right because i started off in entertainment and singing and music and so like my the thoughts that always 
come into my head when I'm working on something and I'm really starting to give it my all in a business is what if this doesn't go through, right? Because what I fear is like putting so much energy into something and that disappointment that you feel when it doesn't work out, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, perspective, right? Because everything leads to something else. Everything does happen for a reason. But that disappointment that I held on to from the disappointments that I experienced in my musical career, now I see a little bit of the effects that I'm currently working on, you know? So when I'm like focusing on the podcast or whatever it is that I'm putting a lot of energy, right? Brain power, emotional power, like, you know, I'm giving it, I have that little thought that likes to creep in. What is it? You know, it's like that little voice that you're just like, okay, little girl, I know you were really disappointed when that happened, but maybe, you know, this is, it's it's like just keeping myself calm, right? When that little voice comes in. So that for me sometimes does creep in. And then in my personal life, it's like the same, like I have this little fear of just like ending up alone and being like the old woman in like that lives with the the cat, with the cat. I'm like, you know, (laughs) Uh, and that is or with because, the horses this time. Or with the horses. <laughs> if worst case, if worst case scenario You'll be on a happens, farm. I'm going to be in a farm with a lot of my shepherds and my horses alone. But <laughs> yeah, like I feel, um, no, it's not going to happen. But there, that, there's that little, you know, fear. And I think it's so interesting because I, I turned 30 this year. And my sister's like, you're going to change when you turn 30. Like the 30s is the best. And Truthfully, I really did change. Like, I don't know what happened. I turned 30 and I, but I just started desiring a lot of things that I had never really desired. Like I desire now to find my guy. I desire to have a family one day, like a solid relationship that I feel like I haven't really experienced to the full extent. But yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, but now I'm 30, you know? And so (laughs) it's been an interesting thing. So those are the two little voices. Like you just have to ride the wave of life. Well, we're being vulnerable here, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. You get your sword and your shield and you have to say no. And yes, it. and where does this come from and change your perspective. But, yeah. You know, listen, it's so normal. And that's what Extremely I normal. want to like yeah. really share with people because I used to be so scared of my thoughts. I was like, why am I thinking that? You know, I think it's really important to normalize that. And it's more so focusing on like, those thoughts that actually will benefit your life and having that sword and shield, like when those thoughts come, like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are like, I love people that literally can stay like, Oof, it goes through and like keeps them moving. But there's some people that need a little extra. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for me, I definitely needed a little extra. I wasn't like, Oh, I can't listen to them. I'm like, Oh, I'm listening right now. <laughs> like, you know, when that non comes in, it's like, all right, let's have a conversation like in the dinner table. Like, let's all talk to each other. No, it's like when that thought comes in, what am I going to use to combat it? What's the thought that I actually want to replace it with ultimately? Yeah. And so I'd love to share that that with you guys. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys getting vulnerable and and transparent. It it helps because the audience can connect with you. And you know, one thing I always think about, like, what's my mission? My mission is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And then all my thoughts, words, and actions have to go through that to that direction. And it makes it easy because it's a binary decision towards or away. And you don't have to think there's the chaos is gone, the confusion's gone. And so that's what I do. The other thing I do is I always think about this. If the worst thing that can happen is I go back to where I came from, which is I came out of the, into this world butt naked. I don't want you to picture that, but I came into this world butt naked. <laughs> I didn't have any language. I didn't know anybody. And I was crying and I didn't have anything, right? And I made it. But now if I had to go right. back to being butt naked and I had language and relationships and the knowledge that I have, I'm good. 
So that's the worst case right. scenario. And so it always helps me. Yeah. And I laugh a little yep. bit about it when I say that. So, but look, we're, that. we're winding down and I want to make sure that I get to what you guys are into right now, what you have going on, and then how the audience can engage with you. Yeah, of course. So our podcast, Millennium and Talk Season 3 is, uh, is out. I think we're about seven, eight episodes in at the moment, but we've introduced video this season, which has been huge for us. We were able to partner up with a great production company here in South Florida called CSP Media. And they have really up level our, you know, we have this beautiful studio now and fancy cameras and up level really the show to really what we wanted. It was a big dream, especially coming from entertainment. I am very used to big productions. And so I always envisioned the show to be there, um, kind of like a talk show vibe. And so we're able to accomplish that at the end of 2020. So now the new season's out. So we encourage people to not only listen, but watch, right? Because we just launched our YouTube channel. So it would mean a lot to us to, you know, get those subscribers up and get those views up. Um, but also too, you know, we're so passionate about teaching other people how to start and launch their podcast. We were getting asked all the time, like, what mics do you use? And, you know, what should my show be about? And how long should my episodes be? And how do I market and all these things that me and Steph are like to better serve people instead of answering every single DM that comes our way, because it was extremely time consuming. And like, why don't we create something that could be beneficial to a lot of people? And what really makes our course really special than I like to think, and she likes to think any other course out there that teaches you how to build a podcast is that, you know, we actually give you tasks every single week to get you started on your podcast in real time. So by the end of week five, your podcast is actually launched. Yeah. You don't ever have to worry about where do I start? What's the first thing I do? What's the second thing I do? We're like giving you the blueprint step-by-step step of like week one, this is your checklist. This is what you're doing. Yeah. Week two, week three, four, five. And it's been really a huge honor for us to see our students, we like to say graduate, but certainly launch their own shows and them continue it, right? Our fear was like, okay, great. We launched them, but can they stay consistent? Yep. And they have, and it's such a beautiful thing. They're new episodes every week and you know, them being mm -hmm. creative. And what's really wonderful too, is that we give them access to us you know, for a whole year on Slack. So we get to be a part of their journey for an entire year. Any new updates that come out in the business, we're like, hey, this is new, try this. Like, we're always coaching them, right? And as entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you can relate to this, mentors and coaches are so important to your success, right? And I didn't think that that was really important until I started, we started to get coached, mentored, and now we're coaching people. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like life-changing for anybody, especially in business, because it really helps you just be super high level and super high successful. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's the same mission and vision that we had for the podcast, which was really to create a platform for millennial women to come and share their thoughts and let their voices be heard and represented by them. You know, it's the same thing. Now we're just teaching people how to create their own platforms, you know, to share their thoughts and voices and perspectives. So yeah. it's been super fulfilling. It's been super fulfilling. And, you know, creating this course too was so much fun. And I think it's like, we really created a course that we wanted for ourselves. Yeah. You know, it really focuses on telling you what exactly to do. So we give you knowledge, but we also, like Mel says, the task list and all that. So that's really what we're wrapped up in mostly with our students and the podcast. But we're also, you know, working with a family business. We're starting to get into development with a construction company. So that's been really exciting. And, you know, our snacks, the snack chips, which is now Roditas. It's R-O-D-I-T-A-S. It's a family recipe and we're going to be in some stores out here in Florida very, very soon. So we're really excited awesome. about that. Awesome. I love I it. And so many different things. <laughs> I, well, and I heard the word blueprint, which I love, of course, because we just launched <laughs> blueprinted with two O's blueprinted for you. The, yes. Those of you listening, go check out blueprinted.com forward slash VIP. 
Anyway, yo, yeah. and also audience, you got to go and you know support these ladies because they came on the show. They got vulnerable with us. I just want you to go out and uh, make sure you let them know that you heard them here and support them in their journey. And we're going to get them in Blueprinted. They don't even know for sure that they're going to do that yet, but just between us audience, we're going to definitely get them in there and they're going to be one of the founding members of the 100. So we're just so we're straight. I cause and create futures, ladies, by the way. So just so you know that, that's my superpower. Anyway, I want to thank you ladies for coming here. Uh, If there's anything I could ever do for you, all you got to do is reach out. I'm so thankful to have you on the show and I look forward to hearing you more on Clubhouse and all that. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike c-r-o-c.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me